It's a few days after the loss of Kobe Bryant. A lot of us still continue to mourn. A lot of us turn on sports channels and we still continue to see how it's been affecting everyone in the sports world and just the world alone. But I would like to shed some light on this situation, obviously, and other dark times that other people may be going through with joy. See, choosing joy means letting go of the things you can't control. It means having compassion for others and yourself and is a choice purposefully made. Joy is nothing but an attitude of the heart and spirit and present inside us all, basically as an untapped reservoir of potential. Joy doesn't necessarily need a smile in order to exist, and it's possible to feel joy in times of stress, difficulty, or now of mourn. Live in the moment, let go of the past, and keep peace at your center. See, joy in a situation like this really sheds light on everything that's going on. And even, I, I watched a video of, an old video of Kobe Bryant, and he mentioned, live your life. Put one foot in front of the other and, and just keep going. And I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with his mama mentality and he would recommend a lot of the same. A lot of the same with just keep going. So as we continue to mourn the loss of Kobe Bryant and others, I think it's important to think about all the good times that you had. All the good times that we've seen of Kobe, all of his highlights, all his record-breaking games, performances. Because that's what he would have wanted. And just such a tragic, tragic moment in the sports world. And this sent waves worldwide. But again, it's very important for us all to just move forward with as much joy as we can. And with that, I would like to transition into our guest. Our guest, Alex Melendez, he currently goes to Villanova Law School. And he has a huge passion for video games. It's very rare that a correlation can be made between these two things. But in his case, he's done it. I'll let him share a story. Would now like to give a warm welcome to our next guest. Someone, uh, someone who's a little bit closer to me. Alex Melendez. Welcome, my man. What's up, Bio? How are we doing? Good, man. Good. Thanks. Uh, thanks for joining me. And uh, yeah, of course. A hot, yeah, uh, a hot topic I would like to discuss mm -hmm. is uh, your your current passion. And obviously, I know that you are a huge gamer. Some people may not know that. Um, but the a lot of people don't know that the fact that you're trying to turn this passion of yours into a profession is extremely creative and new. Can you mm -hmm. kind of run run that by us a little bit? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, you know, I've always loved video games ever since a young kid. You know, I'd sneak down at night and kind of go, hear my parents falling asleep, playing a new Scooby-Doo, Crash Bandicoot, the two games I love the most, and then, you know, playing street with you as a little kid. 
uh, I've always been addicted to that. And I kind of always grew up knowing that video games is something that I wanted to keep playing as I was older. You know, I'm a little bit immature. People know that about me. I love that kind of kid stuff. But uh, yeah, I decided that esports is something I've been looking into, um, something that I've been really passionate about when I found out about it. Um, and I just, I've always wanted to turn passion, something I love, into a job. I wanted to do it with sports originally. Um, and could could you just explain esports to us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So not many people know this. I know the older generation. When I would tell my mom and dad about it first, uh, I'd get lectured like, "This isn't a real job. You can't do this. Uh, you you have to go into corporate law, business law, something like that." But uh, I've always said, you know, esports is simple as this. People are getting paid to play video games now. You know, you have people out there like Ninja who was grossing at one point over a million dollars a month, you know? Uh, players are getting paid for their content that they create and put online. And now there's teams, a um, bunch of different leagues I'll get into in a little bit really quickly. But gamers are getting paid to play video games, the most basic way to put it for people who don't know what it is. Right. And so now currently you are in law school, correct? Mm-hmm. So... My goal originally going into law school, and this was the set plan, I was originally a sports management major at Tampa because um, I wanted to be a sports agent. Did an internship at the sports agency, EAS Athletics. And I realized that that was not the path I wanted to go into. It was a ton of long hours. The pay is not rewarding until later. And even then, it's like if you don't get into a big agency like Rosenhouse, you're probably not going to make it. Um, and I saw an opportunity when I was like, you know, I don't want to do sports, but I still want to kind of, it's my passion, is that area. So I went to law school and started looking into esports, and I got a job with an esports um, consulting firm, essentially American Esports, and they helped me kind of understand this passion for esports and going into law. I've actually at Villanova, I've worked with their esports team, and we're trying to get a gaming center built on campus as well. I'm working with the NCAA compliance director. Um, I'm doing a bunch of different things on the Villanova campus with that esports team, trying to kind of build build them and convince the dean on why they should have an esports team and the benefits of esports on the campus. And Villanova has given me the, opened many doors for me too because they're known for their sports law program with Andrew Brandt being there, you know, VP of the Packers for the longest time. Uh, so he's kind of helped me out in a way. But kind of talking to him and talking to other people in the industry, I'm taking a sports class now, a sports law class now, and the attorney is actually the attorney for the Philadelphia Overwatch team, the Philadelphia Fusion. So he's Excited! I'm excited to work with him and kind of see where that goes as well. And you're kind of taking the initiative on your own, it sounds like, to be in charge of all of this. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know – so there's no set way. Esports is so new. It's an untapped industry. There's no real like way – so in, you have the NFL, you have the MLB, you have the NBA, NHL. You have the, you have the major four sports. With esports, everything just gets lumped in together. You have games like Overwatch, Dota, League of Legends, even Madden Leagues, Call of Duty Leagues. It's all kind of all over the place. So there's no real infrastructure in it. So I, I've been just – there's no way to branch in. I've literally just been DMing a bunch of people on LinkedIn. Um, there was like I think a span of like 40 or 50 people I DMed. And it just happened to be that the one of them hit. And I talked to a few of them over the phone, but the one I hit on Danny was the CEO of American Esports and decided to bring me aboard and help with his company. So yeah, it's just literally been trying to break in through DMing people, essentially. And I, I also find it very mature of you that you found while you were in sports management, you realized the path wasn't where you wanted to go and you pivoted. 
and you basically made the change and you realized I needed mm-hmm. to go in a different direction. So let's go. Yeah, definitely. And you know me, I'm, I'm a little bit egotistical, you know, <laughs> um, it was tough for me because sports magic was something I wanted to prove to people that you could have a sports magic degree and do really well. And, and it's just something I didn't see at Tampa. I know plenty of people who've done sports magic degrees and have done well for themselves, but it was something I realized after talking to some friends and family that it was, it was a pivot that needs to be made. Um, I need to understand the business side of things more and then get into sports because it's easier to have a business degree and get into sports and have a sports degree and get into business or other things like that. So it's kind of more also for a floor thing because I always knew law school was something I wanted to do as well. Right. And uh, I, I think it's funny because I've kind of been uh, a part of your journey with you going to law school. And I think it's funny how regardless of where you are, you always mm-hmm. find a way to play with your buddies and you always travel with your PlayStation and you, you've always been that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm a big believer. So I know my dad crucified me for this, the, my first semester in law school, but when I wasn't out with friends or something, I'd always find time at night to play with, you know, Rash and Cal to play PlayStation because to me, law school is extremely stressful. And the best way to deal with stress for me is video games. And I where I'd travel even for the weekend, I'd always bring my PlayStation with me because that was the best way for me to cope with any mental stuff I was going through, um, any things like that. And the other thing is to help me stay connected with my friends. You know, we don't talk as much during the day as I'd like to sometimes. I still try to. But like at night, we can talk and video games kind of there, but we're able to connect. And for me, it's more of a networking thing, too. We can stay in touch and have relationships with people you might not otherwise have relationships with. Right. And you... Mention the networking. I know there was an opportunity that was presented to you for you to travel for an event. Can you tell us about this experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, there's this guy, Kyle, who's an esports agent. And both of them told me the conference for esports, also just go to events. And they're like, there's this event in Dallas called DreamHack. And I was like, I've never heard of that. And I didn't travel as much. And I was like, you know what? Why not? So I looked online, I booked a ticket and stayed with a rash in Dallas and just flew there for this event, not knowing anybody, just going to this event by myself for three days, just kind of exploring the esports space. And it was bigger than anything I could ever imagine. I got there at nine in the morning in line. I didn't get in until two o'clock. That's the longest line I've been for anything. I've never seen so many people like waiting for something like this. And it was bigger than I could ever imagine. There was cosplay going on. So There's actually a proposal in a marriage where somebody was dressed up as something different, hiding in something. They came out and they were proposing to him and everybody was seeing. It was a great scene. And then you had the entire arena of people like just going crazy. You know, they had the Jumbotron. And it was literally like going to a sports event, but these people were so passionate about the game. And what I love about it is you saw people with disabilities too. It's th- that's the thing. Sports, obviously, there's some genetic limitations with, you know, basketball, football, things like that. With esports, there was a guy literally with missing fingers, another guy who couldn't walk, who was literally had half a body. He was one of the top tech like tech and players. And another guy was one of the top Madden players and he had no fingers. Like it's unbelievable to see these people who might not have other things in life having this opportunity to shine and having this platform where people know them and people are cheering for them. So yeah, that was one of the coolest things I've seen. I'm I know I'm going again this year actually and Kyle's gonna come with me because he's gonna be living in Dallas. So we're gonna go to that again this year. That's great that you get to see that again with your buddies. But do do you think that mm-hmm. an opportunity like that could present itself possibly nearby? So 
a buddy of ours, DJ Nader, he's a part of free parking. He mentioned that in two weeks outside of Xfinity Live, they will be building an esports arena. I, I know you know a little bit about this. You brought this up to me before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, essentially what they're doing is they're building an Overwatch arena there. Uh, like I said, for the Philadelphia Fusion. I know, too, Wells, I believe the Wells Fargo Center actually has an esports spot now, too, where people can go and game in the Wells Fargo arena like during games and things like that because they're trying to promote it. Um, and people know is they also work with, um, I think it's 76 Capital, which is run with Dwight Howard, or uh, not Dwight Howard, sorry, Ryan Howard, Brian Westbrook. They're partnered with Nerd Street Gamers, who partnered with Five and Below. And what they're doing is they're creating land centers at 75 Five and Belows. So, like, this arena that you see, they're creating, like, when you go to Five and Below, there's going to be a spot for you to play video games and compete now. At some, like, that's something they're trying to create because retail's dying, obviously. So something they're trying to do. And GameStop might be pivoting in that direction, too, where instead of selling games, it's places where you can go and play video games. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're building that arena, and Philadelphia soon is going to become its own hub with esports with that arena, with the Overwatch League. Right. So, and you mentioned some of these professional athletes. A ton of athletes are investing a lot of their money in these things, right? I think, uh, for example, Gary V isn't an athlete, mm-hmm. but he's someone who's been very active in that community. He speaks very highly of it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there, there's a ton of guys. I know Mark Cuban was one of the first guys to do it. Mark Cuban's been talking about esports for years. He's been going to events. He bought a team. Uh, Rick Fox is another one. He just got out of his esports company. He had his team. Um, but yeah, a lot of athletes are getting involved. A lot of teams are getting invested. But the one thing that uh, people don't talk about enough is like the players, like themselves. The players are, um, I don't know how to say this, but the players are like what drives it. Um, and something that's kind of going along really quickly that I wanted to do is kind of, I see these players and I want to work with these players and become their managers. So I'll let you ask something else, but I kind of want to go into that in a second as well. Yeah, and uh, I was I was just going to ask. I personally know you represent players now, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously it's in the early stages, but somebody I represent in gaming, that's Joe Solera. I've been working with him to get his trademark going. That's something that's been a little bit of a process. It's never easy to get trademarks. So that's something we've been going through a little bit costly. Um, hopefully any day now that'll be done so we can get verified. Um, but the other guy who I just signed on is uh, Haley Hunter. And he's somebody that's, he, he's awesome. I met him through a fraternity brother, Mason, who went to Tampa, transferred to Oklahoma. And this kid was in ATO as the president and he, Mason put me in contact with him. And just recently, this past week, I've been working with him. He's a lot of fun to watch on stream. He's been streaming bigger. Um, he's been doing some horror streams here and there, Call of Duty. Uh, he's, he's a great guy. He's, he did like a charity stream where all the pre- he did a 24-hour stream and all the proceeds that people donated went to a charity. Um, so I know something he has to do is he has to get his head shaved you know, for the part of the stream. It's where somebody donated a ton of money, and yet now he's getting his head shaved for a charity. Um, so that's something that's really cool that he does. Uh, there'll be a video for that coming in a few weeks as well so he, he's, he's a really cool guy too um and i'm really excited to work with him and Inc. going forward in the future but yeah play representation is something i've always wanted to do and instead of doing it in sports i'm doing it in esports now as well managing and hopefully being their agent in the future i think that's such an incredible thing that you wanted going into law school to represent professionals and mm-hmm. you figured out a way to do so and um something to kind of build on that is so 
you take like athletes contracts and you kind of negotiate them like they did Nelson Aguilar here. Um, and you go, uh, we have teammates, a team actually just won in new Orleans for the football negotiation. And you negotiate these contracts and go head to head and they have it for baseball, basketball, and football, but they don't have it for esports. So what I'm trying to do on campus with my friend, Andrew is build up an esports competition, like a case competition with a player, like contract problem, and then a player, a uh, team. So we had that issue with Tfue and FaZe Clan, like maybe use that contract as an example um, and have Villanova be like the forefront of that and have them be like the pioneers of esports at Villanova. So that's something I've been working on too, to kind of hone in on those negotiation skills for contracts and understand better how the player contracts work. That's an awesome idea. And it, it sounds like you know exactly what you're doing and what direction you're going into when it comes to all this e-gaming sports. And obviously all of us at Free Parking wish you nothing but the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it, Theo. Yeah, um, I'll definitely keep you guys updated on everything. I know uh, Ink's been doing a little stuff on the side with free parking. You guys have an esports player as well, so I'm looking forward to seeing your journey as well. Yeah, of course. Well, Alex, again, just wanted to thank you for joining me, man. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me, Theo. I appreciate it. And I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation. I find it very interesting that he found such a niche opportunity and something that he loves so much. And even a dream that's been with him since he was little. He's played video games for a long time. And again, I I wish him nothing but the best, not only because he's my brother, but obviously to see an opportunity like this and to be so selective with a career path. I, I find it to be incredible. And a story like this is so moving because For people to really dig deep and to find their passion and to find things that they want to do, that's what life is all about. It's it's not always about the the money chase and making a lot of money and trying to make other people happy in your life. It's it's really just finding what you really want to do. And again, I, I would like to thank Alex so much for joining me. That was a great conversation we had. And please, don't forget to subscribe, like, comment give me your feedback would love to hear your thoughts and of course along with the mama mentality all flex no stress thanks for joining me guys till next time